2: From WBEZ Chicago, this is Nerdette. I'm Greta Johnson. We have made it to another Friday in the year of 2021, whatever on earth that means. Uh, Coming up, we're going to hear from Glennon Doyle about why resolutions are not her jam. And then we're going to hear from some of you about what kinds of resolutions you have for the year. But first, it is our panel discussion about the week that was with two excellent humans. First up, we have Trisha Bobita. She's the director of audience development at KUER, which is the NPR station in Salt Lake City. She also, of course, is Nerdette's co-host emeritus. Trisha, hey, buddy. Hello, hello. And here making her Nerdette debut is Christina Lopez. She's the audience engagement editor for APM Studios, which means she works on podcasts like Don't Ask Tig, Brains On, and Smash Boom Best. Christina, hi.
3: Hey, how's it going?
2: hanging in. How are you?
3: I'm doing all right, right? Considering gesturing at everything.
2: So, yeah, speaking of gesturing at everything, there is a lot going on right now. The president has been impeached for a second time. We're hearing about the possibility of more violence in the nation's capital this weekend. The inauguration is right around the corner. There is a global pandemic. Uh, I'm curious for each of you how your productivity is going these days. Like, (laughs) are you are you leaning into work Uh, to distract yourself or are you just like in the Twitter spirals? Trisha, let's start with you.
1: I think this is one of those times, this moment in history, I guess I would say, where I can't imagine not working in journalism because I don't know if I was an accountant or a teacher or something else (laughs) if I could focus, but I get to focus on the news for my job. So it's a slightly more productive Twitter doom spiral (laughs) when I'm working
2: on breaking news. So yeah, what do you think, Christina?
3: Well, I mean, a lot of my job deals with uh, social media in general, so it's kind of hard to look away intentionally when, you know, I'm on feeds, I'm on, you know, Instagram, I'm on, you know, all these platforms where people are sharing information and news is breaking. And I used to work in breaking news. I used to do daily news for uh, here in Los Angeles. Mm. And I remember how harrowing that was and, you know, the kind of mental effects and impacts that that news coverage has on journalists and so it's a little bit interesting to be on the outside of that. But I still have that news hound in me that wants to like look and and, and dig into everything and, and pay and stay on top of it all. So it's really yeah. hard to uh, balance those two individuals right now. Uh, but I think uh, work is kind of saving me a little bit uh, in this er- in this era.
2: Yeah, I can relate very intensely to what you're saying, Christina. And I feel like I don't know, part of what I've been doing is the like what non-news thing can I just completely fixate on that is in my control? So it's like, you know, stress cleaning the fridge or that kind of thing. It's like, yeah, let's just do that. Well, there's a fair <laughs> bit of that going on here too.
3: Yeah. I definitely have like dove back into crafting stuff mm-hmm. and like, I'm like, I'm upping my watercolor game. I just bought a new set. Um, Anything that like can pull me away from, you know, the, vortex of social media which is really hard for me to climb out of um so i have to go screen free and finding those kind of activities that keep my hands free hands yeah. busy but my, you know that are screen free are so clutch these days
2: for sure so speaking of twitter uh, political strategist jessica bird wrote a tweet earlier this week that went super viral uh, she said you're not lazy you're exhausted How can you comfort yourself today? Obviously, it was super resonant. I'm curious. I mean, Christina, you've just mentioned a couple of things that that are are comforting you these days. Tricia, what about you?
1: Oh, I've been binge watching Gilmore Girls.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm watching Golden Girls while I'm (laughs) watercoloring.
4: Golden Girls. Oh, it's such a comfort
3: show for me. I don't know why. And like, you think I'd be over it and like ready to watch something in HD. But there's something about being in, with those ladies in 1980s Miami on the Lanai that is just so <laughs> soothing that it really just makes you escape to a different time.
1: I had a good friend who last night just texted and said, I'm watching Designing Women. I don't really know why, but they're going to keep watching it. They've never seen it before. So I think maybe, you know... TV uh, rife with, with sassy ladies is part of our coping mechanism as a country right now.
3: Yeah, sassy ladies who give a lot of monologues. There was a lot of monologuing happening in the like, 80s <laughs> comedy. It's really fascinating. Yeah, someday,
4: Dr. Bud, you're going to be on the other side of the table. And as angry as I am and as angry as I always will be, I still wish you a better doctor than you were to me.
2: So as I mentioned, uh, the next segment on the show is going to be about resolutions. I'm curious where y'all fall on the new year, new you spectrum, especially given the fact that we're what, like two weeks into this new year and it's already just completely exhausting.
1: I'm sorry. Has 2021 only been two weeks long? Yeah. Two weeks. So far. No, this
3: is the, this is the uh, 13th month of 2020.
2: Yeah. 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 <laughs> that is a much better way of looking at it. So what do you think? Like, did you do resolutions, Christina? Are you that kind of person?
3: I'm usually am that kind of person, but I think I kind of threw it up to, you know, uh, the Time Lords and just <laughs> decided not to do anything this year uh, regarding that. But I am being more intentional about like the sort of inward growth that I want to make, because that is yeah. one of the few things I can control mm-hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. Um, so that is kind of what, like, my goal this year is to try more things that can help growth inwardly. whether that's, you know, focusing and and being more present in the moment of, like, (laughs) mindfulness, not necessarily Mm -hmm. in the moment of insurrection, uh, (laughs) or, you know, just treating myself to those kind of quiet, quieter moments where I am doing watercolors and listening to, like, I don't know, uh, you know, Kamazi Washington's new album or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, so, like, more of those moments and less throwing myself into work as a distraction. Yeah.
2: Well, in those moments, which are, like, for sure not limited to a calendar year, right? It's like you. Yeah. you it's just about being intentional in your existence. And it's regardless of the whether this is the 13th month of 2020 or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. What do you think, Tricia? I,
1: in the past, and even when it's not New Year's, I'm somebody who will, like, set really um, aggressive goals on a post-it note, <laughs> and then quickly fail at them and feel bad about myself. Like that's a rhythm that I have. Uh, so I'm trying to do less of that. I respect your self-awareness.
2: Yep, that's good. That's good. But so
1: I did set up uh, for this pandemic winter a couple of goals, and one is just to get more sunlight in my life mm-hmm. because the days are short and I'm inside my apartment kind of all the time. And so sometimes there are days where I wake up, I start working, and then like at five thirty p.m. I look outside and the sun has gone down. Right. And so I'm trying to get outside and and soak up some sunshine every day uh, just to try to make sure that I'm, you know, giving my body what it needs in terms of, you know, vitamin D and all those other good things. Mm -hmm. Um, As you know, Greta, I'm considering getting a kitten or a pet of some kind. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's a resolution or just like wanting to have my life be set up in such a way that I can keep another creature alive.
3: (laughs) Seems like a goal. I love the way you said kitten. It's You know, right? <laughs> You've really got to lean in on those T's.
1: Um, and then the other thing that I'm thinking is after I, you know, knock on wood, hopefully at some point in this year, we'll be lucky enough to get a vaccine. I kind of feel like I want to mark that occasion with a new tattoo. Don't tell my mother. Oh. She's listening. <laughs> Hi, Marsha. <laughs> But I think that like getting through this, I'm not sure when it ends. I've been talking about that with friends. Like when is the pandemic feel over for right. us when individually do, or us as it? a culture, a community. Yeah. But I feel like putting a stamp on this really weird experience by marking my body permanently in some small way. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> do you think that might like- be a thing I do? Society is going to be like Burning Man when this is like, oh, oh yes. total rumspringer. Yes. right? Well, and people have compared it to very Caligula,
2: <laughs> even like the <laughs> roaring 20s, right? Because that happened after the 1918 epidemic. So it's like, yes, it's time. We're just going to go wild.
3: It's going to be great. Oh, what new music are we going to create in this era? (laughs) Exactly. Speaking of new
2: music, well, actually speaking of very old music, uh, one bit of delight that the internet served up this week was all of the sea shanty content, which I have to say I did not anticipate. Um, This is the newest variation of a TikTok phenomenon where individual people collaborate in different places to turn a solo song into a kind of group concert. I'm going to play some of it in just a minute. But first, Christina, you are like, Pretty much the only person I know who uses TikTok. Uh, (laughs) Did the algorithms already serve these up for you? Like, have you been humming shanties for weeks or was this a new development for you this week, too?
3: This was a new development for me. Um, You know, for the people who are unacquainted with TikTok, um, the algorithm gets very, very specific um, in terms of what it serves you based on what you like. And Mm -hmm. so sometimes people have been finding out that they have ADHD through TikTok. (laughs) Mm. Like, that's how specific it, it, it gets to you. So I haven't seen sea shanty TikToks. So it hasn't really shown up on my uh, admittedly more melanated TikTok stream. I respect that. I respect yeah. that. So I, have, I haven't seen it. Sorry. Well, like I was
2: saying, they start with one person singing a video on TikTok. In this case, uh, here's a guy named Nathan Evans. He recorded himself singing a sea shanty called The Wellerman.
4: That put
5: to sea, the name of the ship was a belly of tea. The winds blew up her bow, dip down below my billy boys blow.
2: Soon may the willow man come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. One day when the tonguing is done, we'll take our leave and go. This song has been stuck in my head for at least 36 hours now, and I'm not even a little bit mad about it. So, from there, other TikTok users record themselves listening to and they like add to the track as well. Let's listen to that.
3: Yeah, so this feature is called a stitch. You can stitch your video onto someone else's and collaborate that way. And this is how the Ratatouille musical happened.
2: Soon
0: may the weatherman come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. One day when the tonguing is done We'll take our leave and
2: go I mean it gives that me baritone goosebumps baritone is right? giving me life
3: Yeah, Like
2: whoa Also I can't understand half of it It's just like <laughs> burr, 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 burr.
3: That's actually the Swedish chef's uh, Sea <laughs> santee exactly. <laughs> exactly.
1: Exactly.
2: So Trisha Why do you think the sea santee thing has taken off so much.
1: There's something about music that does bring people together and make them feel connected, right? Like, I don't know about you, but anytime I've ever listened to a live musical performance, whether it's a high school choir concert or a musical, I usually get goosebumps when I hear live music that is specifically people's voices coming together to create something new. And I think in this moment where we all feel so divided, whether it's politically or just isolated because of the pandemic the reminder that we as humans can come together and make something really beautiful just with our voices if we are willing to listen to each other and like collaborate there's something sort of deep and beautiful about something silly like sea shanties. Yeah.
2: Trisha Bobita, Christina Lopez, please come back all the time.
1: Oh my god, yes. I would love to. Anytime. And can I put in one request for the Nerdette listeners? Yes. Sea shanties, like, not so uh, woke, necessarily, mm. in their lyrics, yeah. because they're a couple hundred years old. Yep. So let's write some feminist sea shanties. <laughs> but I just, like, if somebody has the the wherewithal and the musical ability to just even write some some lyrics... And share it with us on social. I would love to have a feminist sea shanty to sing. Because
2: we are feminist as fuck. fuck. (laughs) There you go, everyone. We've got the first line. (laughs) I do really love the idea of a feminist sea shanty. If anybody wants to make that and send it on over, you know, we will very happily play that on this podcast. As you are well aware, it is a new year, and with New Year's often come New Year's resolutions, but because 2020 was such a disaster, and in some ways 2021 doesn't seem like it's going to be all that different, we thought it would be interesting to gauge the resolution game this time around the sun. In a minute, we're going to hear from you about what you are bringing into the new year. But first, we talked to Glennon Doyle and asked her the same question. Glennon is a best-selling author of a number of books, including most recently Untamed, which is a memoir about how when it comes to your happiness, often it's about mind over matter. Glennon is also a philanthropist. She's an activist, and you might know her as the wife of soccer star, gold medalist, and World Cup champion Abby Wambach. We thought we would ask Lennon about her sense of resolutions. And here's what she told us she's been thinking about going into 2021. Everybody is making these New Year's resolutions. Like, I'm going to read War and Peace.
5: I'm going to run a marathon. No, you're not. You're tired already. Saying things like, I need a new job, need a new religion, need a new family, need a new home. I need to do all these big things. It's like, no, I need a glass of water. Or to walk my dog for 10 minutes or go to the beach and think. Truly, those are the things that change my life. None of the things that other people or commercials tell me will change my life ever do. It's always and forever the simplest things. The small goals I set always have to do with water. It's either drink a glass of water, take a bath, sweat on my elliptical, or if I'm feeling too lazy for that, I get into my infrared sauna because I can sweat without moving. And then things clear up. That is how I've survived, that's how I've gotten sober, how I do my career. It's about the next tiny thing. So I can tell you New Year's resolutions make absolutely no sense to me. I've been living one day at a time since I got sober at 25. I no longer think I'm one calendar month away from starting a new me. My New Year's resolution is New Year, same me, for the
2: rest of my life. So, pretty clear, based on that, that Glennon Doyle is not much of a resolution person. Here's why. I have this feeling that we're all just trying to
5: match ourselves to the idea that someone else gave us like on the, on Instagram, probably about, you know, we'll be happier if, Mm -hmm. so we make all these resolutions, like I'll be happier if I lose 10 pounds or I'll be happier when I, and I feel like I've done a lot of those things and I'm just still exactly the same. Mm
2: -hmm. So, um, well, because you're still stuck with yourself, right? For better, for worse. And just wherever you go, wherever you go, whatever you do, there you are. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah.
5: And so there's just – I find more peace actually in just being like, you know what? It's – I'm good. I just think life can be so hard and, you know, cha- you change mm-hmm. because life comes at you in waves, right? Like things happen. Like we have love. We have loss. We have pain. We have death. We have all of these things. And to me, I'm only able to withstand those waves and allow them to transform me if I'm resting between the waves, not if I'm like making up freaking other projects to do to kick my own butt during the off times.
2: Yeah, that's such a beautiful way of putting it. I think the other thing that really gets me is like, I mean, there's something so arbitrary about January 1st, right? (laughs) Because like, you know, if you want to like quit smoking in June, like by all means, like Do it, you know, go for it. Like, you shouldn't have to wait until like this weird date. And then, what if you miss January 1st? What if you decide on January 8th that you want to quit smoking? Nope. Too (laughs) late. You got to wait till the
5: following year. Yeah. And what you just said, I think, is so good. It's like, if you want to, awesome if you want to, whatever you want to do, do it. But like, but the should yeah. of, of January 1st is just what I don't get. I should do this. I should do that. I should, that never lasts anyway. We all know that whatever we do because we should do it will last four days. So let's just skip it.
2: Oh man. Who was it who said don't should all over yourself? Yes. It never that. works. <laughs> Um, cause we're, f-
5: you know, I'm 45 now and I just, I'm not going to change. That's, it's not going to happen. I, I, if it was going to happen, it would have already.
2: <laughs> I like that though. I don't know. I, I think so much around the resolution stuff is like the idea that you're supposed to remove things from your life as opposed to adding them, mm, you know? Cool. Cool. Which I like that. is like, I often, I think that ends up, it's like, what can I, what's wrong with me that I need to get rid of as opposed to like, what's great. How do I lean into that? You know, that's very cool. I
5: mean, maybe it's also the timing of this right now. It's like, are you serious? Are are you serious? (laughs) Like if someone tells me right now that I need to do anything to better myself, I will kill them. Like, are you serious now? You're going to give me like a 30 day weight loss plan. Like, it's just, it feels so cruel this particular year to suggest that anyone needs to do better at all. Yeah. Um, so maybe next year I'll have a, a kinder vibe about <laughs> resolutions.
2: <laughs> no, I like it. I kind of like the idea of just like, are you joking? Please Leave everyone alone, for God's yeah. <laughs> sake. Leave everyone alone. So this kind of reminds me of of one of the big themes of Untamed, I think, which, you know, like you talk a, a lot about how people think that outside forces contribute to whether we're happy or not. But you suggest that outside forces are often less of a factor than we think. It's often about our mindsets and our psyches and how we react to outside forces. And it's a fascinating idea. It's beautiful. I think, you know, I mean, you're not the first one to come up with it either, right? Like, I, you know, think about Buddhism and like meditation and mindfulness, but I'm curious, like, I don't know, we're surrounded by so much devastation right now. Like, how do you maintain that during a freaking global pandemic?
5: Well, I mean, I don't really actually believe in happiness as an ultimate goal in any way. I mean, I'm I'm a um, I've dealt with the depression, clinical depression my entire life. I'm mm-hmm. um, anxiety, all of it. I'm a deeply feeling, deeply sensitive human being, and that's why I ended up in addiction from the time that I was 10 till I was 25. Mm-hmm. So um, I actually don't subscribe to the idea that, happiness is this thing that we should be chasing our entire lives. Mm. You know, I was at, when I was at my, one of my early recovery meetings, um, when I was trying to get sober, I remember standing up and saying, you know, I've been sober for seven days and I feel like absolute shit. And I'm so scared because I thought booze was my problem, but I, I stopped drinking and now, and I'm still miserable. And so now I'm scared that I am the problem. Right.
3: Yeah.
5: Um, And this woman sat down next to me and she said at the end of the meeting, listen, you're not miserable because you're doing life wrong. Like the secret to life is that sometimes it's hardest when you're doing it right. Mm -hmm. Like you're just finally not numbing out every uncomfortable feeling that comes your way. And the deal is that being human isn't about feeling happy. It's about feeling everything. Mm -hmm. So so you know, based on your question, like I don't have happiness as a goal. I don't want to feel. I think that's a pressure that's put on us by,
1: yeah.
5: well, capitalism. <laughs> like, like you're the, the every message we hear all day. It's like you'll be happy if, if you have buy this. this one
2: thing. It'll exactly. Everything. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. It's the
5: people who feel like shit buy more. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So I don't. I feel like I'm committed to feeling alive. And for me, that means not, that means sometimes feeling miserable and I mean, sometimes feeling angry and sometimes feeling envious and sometimes feeling great deep joy and knowing that no matter what comes, it's going to pass pretty quick. Right. Yeah. Um, So that's my goal is not to feel happy, but to feel alive.
2: (sighs) Don't feel happy. Feel everything. I love that. I mean, it's gorgeous. And it's hard, but you're right. It's real, you know, Well, the the good
5: news is there's no other choice. Like, it's like, (laughs) there is, actually there is, but I tried, I tried the other thing, which is just using every substance or person or, you know, anything in your grasp. Yes. To not feel everything, but then you miss life. Right. So I think the only thing worse than feeling everything is missing everything.
2: Well, and I don't know, it reminds me of something a friend of mine told me recently when he was just talking about how hard the pandemic's been. And he said he missed the the messy miasma of humanity, mm-hmm. you know, and just that idea of like the sweat and like, you know, just everybody dancing in a hot room. Like, I think it is messy. Right. But it's also like that's it's so beautiful. And I can't wait till we someday get back to that. That's life. It's like the messy miasma of life. Right. Of, of, of our insides and our and our humanity. Yeah. and it, Yeah.
5: And that's tears too, you know. Yeah, yes, and the realness of it. I mean, I'm thinking lately, it's so much about like resolutions is tied to ideas that we have about the way things are supposed to be, mm-hmm. and all of those ideas are just snapshots or pictures or commercials that somebody sold to us about the way love is supposed to be, our body's supposed to be. It's all just like life porn, right? It's like, <laughs> it's like this, it's like this fake thing that people are acting, and then when we do, when we get to the real thing, it's like not good enough for us because it doesn't match the fake acting that somebody imprinted into us that it's the way it's supposed to be right and it's like no actually you know it's not our lives that are the problem it's the life porn that's the problem and (laughs) and and the awkward sweaty messy real life is good enough
2: yeah yeah god life porn is a really great phrase that i'm definitely gonna start using so thank you for that (laughs) and Doyle, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure to rant about resolutions with you.
5: <laughs> thank you. And now I will take my inspirational message elsewhere.
2: and <laughs> <laughs> Doyle, what a great human. Her newest book is called Untamed. In just a minute, we're going to hear about resolutions from some of you.
1: Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at WBEZ.org events.
2: All right, here's the part of the show where we hear from you. We ask what your New Year's resolutions are, and here is what you had to say.
4: Hey, Nerdette, this is Kyra in Houston, longtime listener, first-time caller. Hello, I'm Sarah. I live in Lincoln, Nebraska. Hey, Nerdette, this is Cassie
3: calling from Chicago. Okay, Greta, I figured it out. This is Linda from Minneapolis. Hey,
5: Nerdette. Hey, Nerdette, this is Marcel and Courtney. Yes, and we are sending you this voice memo from... Indianapolis. Hey, Nerdette, it's Jonah from Chicago with my daughter... Hava from Chicago, age seven and a half, and our New Year's resolution is to get the COVID vaccine so the world can return to normal. So my first one is practice guitar three times a week. Why like, do you want to
3: do that? Why do you want to? So practice
5: I can guitar? learn. Boulevard of Broken Dreams is a song.
3: Organizing all of my photos I've taken. My second one is start a
5: YouTube channel.
3: But I also want to read 21 books in 21 and read 21 minutes a day in 21.
5: The last one is get really good at Fortnite.
3: This year, my husband and I have a goal of being more intentional in the conversations we're having and having basically business meetings to talk about things like our
2: finances, appointments, and our relationship you know, sex life, everything.
4: So I no longer make New Year's resolutions. I'm what's called a recovering binge eater. And resolutions just make me feel too much like when I would make unreasonable resolutions regarding food or weight loss or dieting. Um, So I don't do that anymore. But I do really like the start of the new year and the feeling of renewal and making goals for yourself. So I have a goal that I just kind of re-up every year, and that's to let go of things that are not serving me.
1: In college, I was inspired by a close friend to not make resolutions, but to choose a word um, each year to live intentionally with.
4: Instead, I want to just replace that with compassion for myself. So um, this year, I'm working on letting go of comparing myself to others.
1: This year, my word is wild, and I can't wait to be inspired by the quote from Cheryl Strayed, how wild it was to let it be. I hope to be free, independent, making my own choices, and living as a wild woman.
4: So that's the
2: goal for this year. Take care. Thanks. Happy New
5: Year. And thank you, Nerdette, for letting us on your show. Yeah. And just we appreciate everything well, you Well, your podcast. Do. Yes. Yes, yeah, not your show.
2: Well, it's kind of both. Well, yes. But anyways.
5: All okay, right. Bye. Bye.
2: Oh, my gosh. Those were all so great. Marcel, you can call it a show, though. I will give you credit. That podcast is definitely more specific. Courtney and Marcel, Jonah and Hava, Linda, Cassie, Sarah, Kyra, thank you all so much for those. They were really wonderful and just so thoughtful. I love the idea of being wilder. I think that's a really good one. All right, that's it for this week. The show is produced by me and Justin Bull. Our executive producer is Brendan Banazak. We will see you next week. Dum, dum, da, 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 da. I should probably just stop taping. I'm going to stop.
0: <laughs> Nerdette is supported by the Sympathizer podcast from HBO. Join host Philip Nguyen in conversation with the cast, crew, and author Viet Tan Nguyen as they discuss the making of this historic HBO original limited series. Stream new episodes of HBO's The Sympathizer, Sundays, exclusively on Max. And listen to The Sympathizer podcast wherever you listen to podcasts.